if we'd feel comfortable. Um, so yeah, I guess we're, we'll jump right into it. Yeah, um, perfect. So yeah, Chris Johnson, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Two Chris's. Yeah, I'm at C squared. <laughs> pretty right? Square. Right, pretty squared, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, man, I've been excited to have you on. You're a very multifaceted guy, and uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about. So just for the folks that are watching or listening, uh, Chris is the CEO of Advanced Genetics. He's the author of Haviology and also a dog trainer uh and the company's uh be the alpha dog right yeah we got a few things on the go man how do you keep track of all of it <laughs> well luckily you know I'm, I'm passionate about everything that i do so it's not oh it's not overwhelming um but uh yeah i make i make time make time some of these things have been going for a long time and some of the things are extremely new yeah like the dog training is very new i don't even know if i feel comfortable calling myself a dog trainer yet but um you know it's it's something i really enjoy and and something that uh is really taking up a bit of my time at the moment hey amen yeah absolutely everybody starts somewhere and i mean i think if anything if you're passionate about something you know you'll be successful yeah, you know? i have a lot of good tips absolutely and speaking of like stuff being around for a long time i mean uh that's a good segue uh, into our first kind of little bit here like we've known each other for quite a long time and it kind of stems back to for those that are listening uh, we used to be or you're an IFBB pro so bodybuilding pro and uh, we know each other from like the amateur bodybuilding days or at least my amateur days um, you know competing provincially um, what was your first show my first show was the Nova Scotia bodybuilding provincials in 2012 2012 so okay i think my first one was i think 2005 i was like 19 or 20 amazing. that math works out i'm not sure yeah i'm not a great mathematician <laughs> either i i have google sheets in my phone yeah. so or maybe not actually no it was before that because 2005 is when i started advanced genetics so i would have yeah no that doesn't work out at all it would have been much before that probably the yeah, maybe the 90s when i did my first show because i'm 49 so uh, minus uh minus 29 years right so whatever 223 so yeah, yeah we were in the 90s for my first show probably Crazy. like 97 or something and you were already a pro when we met yes no i turned pro in 2010 2010 yeah i had won in i can't remember the year i think it's 2010 i won no i get i get all the dates confused 2010 is when i won national bodybuilding show so i won uh the band the um a welterweight category at nationals and i think that was in edmonton in 2010 when i was 40 is when i actually turned pro okay and to be exact i turned pro as a men's physique athlete right. so men's physique had just come in that, i remember that year so nine years ago um and i had to start right at the beginning and re-qualify as a men's physique athlete so but i was really fortunate uh i re-qualified won provincials qualified for nationals went to nationals and got my pro card so depending on how you looked at it you know it either took me uh 20 years to get my pro card or one year <laughs> right yeah i know because you were hard into the, the bodybuilding yeah. piece and then that new opportunity come up to try something different yeah and you know a lot of guys kind of went went that route um yeah so when did you, when was your first bodybuilding show i was, I was 20 either 19 or 20 and it was my uh, first or second year of university. 
And I remember that show. It was the hardest show I've ever done because I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. It's really what spurred my interest in supplementation and nutrition and got me really involved. But, but uh, I, I can remember because I was going to St. Mary's University and it was exam week, the week that the competition was. Right. I had dieted. Often is. I had dieted from 180 pounds down to 135 pounds. Wow. On pretty much nothing but uh, white rice and egg whites. Amazing. Which is not the way to do it. But at the time, it was the knowledge that I had. And I did a lot of cardio and really lost a fair bit of muscle, as you can imagine. Um, but uh, it was the hardest prep I ever did. And no prep was ever quite as difficult from then on. So it's glad to get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can kind of sympathize. Um, well, me and my wife both competed as well. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of did the same thing. Obviously, uh, she kind of, you know, kind of come out of nowhere. She One day she was just like, I'm going to do a fitness show. And that's what she called it at the time. And I was like, oh, well, all right. I guess I'll jump into this. Because <laughs> we were always gym goers and stuff. Yeah. And we kind of just, just dove right in and... Uh, yeah, I remember like we just literally looked on like bodybuilding.com, like what people were doing for diets and like workout routines. And we kind of same thing. It was like, it was pretty lean, man. It's like chicken, rice, fish, rice, a little bit of veg. Like it was, it was tough. Yeah. Um, you know, you just thought that was kind of what it took to get to where these people. Yeah, got. it's like an old school mentality, you know, which still has some, some merit, but um, certainly nutrition has come a long way. And certainly coaching has come a long way too. Yeah. There's so many coaches and lots of information on nutrition and, and supplementation now. So it's, uh, the, the internet has been kind of a wonderful thing. Yeah. Kind of, you know, depending on how you look at it, yeah. some facets, <laughs> a blessing or a curse, you know, um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got more information than ever. It's available at your fingertips. You can look anything up in a blink of an eye. Um, so yeah, when did you kind of start? looking at you know building this supplement business like when did you realize that there was a kind of a, a need especially you know locally yeah. um you know the supplement industry I, I mean maybe it was because i was just in the industry but it seemed like it really blew up around that like the early 2000s later 2000s when we kind of <sighs> were doing that bodybuilding thing like i feel like the industry was kind of thriving yeah well supplements started gaining their popularity about then so we started seeing the advent of supplement stores um, a few online stores. I know I started my first online supplement store in 99. Amazing. Yeah. And, and that was like that pretty was revolutionary. Kind of, yeah, I was very, very early on in the game. Um, uh, I had, I was working at the casino at the time. So in my early twenties and I love supplements. Uh, I really, you know, I really liked the idea of getting from point A to point B more quickly right and Absolutely. you can you can do everything through nutri nutrition and training for sure but to optimize your health and to optimize your progress in the gym taking some really good scientific based supplements to me is a no-brainer so I, I started like really delving into it i was a huge fan of of uh uh, Bill Phillips and EAS and they had, had, had his muscle mag, uh, muscle media 2000 magazine. Yeah. I, I still have that. all of them at home. I still read them. They're actually really? super relevant even to today. Um, so I devoured those. I found uh, a, a wholesale distributor and I actually would purchase from them and resell. So I was doing it out of the, my, I literally live, lived in a one bedroom apartment that was no bigger than this room. 
Wow. It was like I had my uh, my little my little bed, and next to my bed I had my fridge. I didn't even have a kitchen sink. I just do all my dishes in the tub. That <laughs> was great. Man. But I had the shelf of supplements I I'd buy direct from these guys, and uh, and I and I sold some. I was in the reserves as well, so I had like a little bit of a network, casino people, people in the reserves, and friends and gym people at, you know, at the gym and stuff. So, um, and it was before there were really any, many supplement stores i mean there were no uh, supplement kings at the time yeah roger king popeyes. wasn't even in the scene no they i think popeyes was only like a mail a mail order right sort of thing did matt time. still have his tan fit did he have tan fit oh, maybe still? he might have shout out to he, tan fit yeah for sure <laughs> I, i'm not i'm not sure i know he's been around for quite a while yeah um definitely one of the first I remember there's also a, a little, the first chain I saw in Halifax was called Muscle Tech. And they, yeah, yeah they had like three, it's three stores eventually. Um, no longer, no longer around. Um, but anyway, so, so that's kind of how I started. And then um, I caught wind that they were looking for a, a sales rep for the Maritimes, this company that I was buying from. And uh, I, uh, I applied and I got the job. Right. So I worked at that part-time. I worked at the, at the casino full-time. Eventually, I was able to build the business up and up that I was able to do the sales job full time. And I really enjoyed it. I worked as an independent sales rep, paid strictly on commission, which was, you know, it's on. I like it. Um, I know if it doesn't work for a lot of people, but I'm all about that. I'm all about, uh, you know, I like uh, I, I believe in being rewarded for the work you do. And one way to assure ensure that you're doing work is to get paid on commission only. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so I I liked it. It also gave me the opportunity um, because it wasn't a big industry, um, and I, I did have a huge area, but there weren't that many stores. A lot of the supplement stores at the time were um, the like the vitamin st kind of stores. Yeah. Like, that also sold like oatmeal by the bulk and right. Like, yeah. All these yeah. different Those nutrition, yeah. wellness, wellness stores, <laughs> right. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like country store type things. Um, so that was, that was, uh, that was cool. But, um, because there weren't that many stores, uh, I was able, because I was an independent sales rep to bring on other companies. So I started working for other distributors. So I was working for multiple, multiple distributors all the time, just getting paid strictly on commission. Cause I was the only fair way to do it. Um, and, uh, and so I ended up working for like big you know, big companies. I was working for, uh, you know, metrics for a while, which is a, like the first, yeah, strong replacement first thing that company. comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, muscle tech, uh, Labrata. Um, we had sport pharma, which is a, was a big brand at the time. Um, so I had all these, all these brands that I was working with and, you know, I learned all the, the good, bad and uglies, I guess, of the supplement industry. And, I, one day I was like, you know what? I, I love all the, like a lot of these supplements are amazing, but if I could create the one perfect supplement that I would use all the time, this would be it. And I kind of created it. And I said, why don't I, why don't I start a company and we'll see if other people like it. Worst case scenario is I have a lifetime supply of this one product that I really <laughs> like. That's how I went into it. It's still the mentality I use today is if I launch a new product, you know, if I have the enthusiasm and uh, excitement and energy behind it, then 
the always the worst case scenario is I'll use it myself. Absolutely. It's not the it's not the end of the world. What uh, was the OG? So the first product was GP3, which still exists today. Actually, I've used it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and originally it was a capsule product. Yeah, and it was a, a creatine, a pH balanced creatine. It was a glutamine and branch chain amino acids, and the the branch chains and the glutamine were in AKG format, which you know was a, a more highly absorbable format which we believed at the time. And, um, you know, it's still, the product still kind of holds up today, but, uh, obviously the evolution of the, the science has changed there's and been some innovation. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of, been a lot of innovations, a, a lot of new different types of creatine, you know, glutamine has been shown to be awesome for gut health. I don't know if it really helps really promote a whole lot of muscle growth, but right. And also I'm a huge fan of EAAs over BCAAs. Yeah. Uh, just to be like more complete, more complete. Yeah. just three amino acids, you have nine and the EAAs though, they have their benefits when you have all nine essential amino acids, you're basically taking a concentrated protein. Okay. So I'm a big, bigger fan of EAAs and you know, things, things develop and science change and you change with the times. But at the time for me, that was like the perfect product. It was convenient. Cause you didn't have to have three different products with all the different powders and everything. It was just yeah. capsules, which I always preferred. Yeah. They were so, done. so yeah. easy. There's a lot of capsules. I think it was like eight capsules or something you had to take. Right. It's, it's quite a lot. Um, but you know, people also responded well to it well. And they actually noticed that they got very good results cause it was, it, it did give results. Um, and, uh, you know, luckily I had some, some friends, and they were able to introduce it to GNC for me and, you know, they picked it up nationwide. So that was cool. Wow. GNC is no longer around in Canada. <laughs> yeah, I know. What, when, when, when would have been the date that you guys got picked up nationally? It was, it was around 2005. Cause I know I did, I did a cross Canada tour in, in like 2005 or 2006, where I actually drove my truck. I had it shipped out on a train to BC and then I drove back and I did it in the middle of February, which was ridiculous <laughs> but i'm kind of like the kind of guy that you know strike while it's hot like go time yeah i was yeah. like we're get, just getting in all these stores we have a number of other uh, independent stores that are picking up and i want to put a face to the brand as quickly as possible for these guys and uh it just so happened they picked it up in like january so i said let's go february we're, we're going yeah yeah and that's quite the get after it <laughs> get after it Man, so you got a few products here you brought me, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so we got this one here, dark, uh, carbon fiber, and uh, kamikaze. Yeah, so go dark, and that's our sleep aid. Uh, I developed that, once again. Like I said, I developed it for myself because I found I was becoming a little dependent on, on pharmaceutical sleep aids. Uh, okay. uh, just stress and things early on with businesses being independent, not knowing how to manage that stress at the time big very well. Um, sleep was, was something that I wasn't, didn't feel I was getting the quality that I needed. So I did a bunch of research into what the best sleeping, natural sleep ingredients are. Um, so it's, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, and that's, I use it literally every night. I've used it every night for years. Yeah. Years. That's one thing I can definitely say, especially, you know, like to your point, like full commission sales, you know, starting up a new business, you know, your mind's always on the business. It never really shuts off. So like, you know, oftentimes I find myself, it's like, you know, it's really having a difficult time, just like kind of switching off gearing down and just getting like rested up for the next day. Cause I like to, you know, we also kind of reconnected through uh, the jujitsu gym. So I drank yeah. 6 a.m. 
uh, it just works the best for my schedule lately because like nobody needs me at 6 a.m. Like <laughs> very seldom does somebody need Chris at 6 a.m. So um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to trying that. Cool. Uh, to help me kind of wind down and, uh, you know, get that sleep because we all know that sleep's very important for not only muscle tissue recovery, mental, everything. So it's key. Yeah, I'm sure you actually critical. speak more to it. So. Yeah. So we use uh, some herbal ingredients. We have uh, 5-HTP. We have the perfect dose of, of melatonin melatonin uh we have valerian root in there um and we also have uh zma so zinc yeah. magnesium um which are critical most people are are deficient in both of those minerals it's super important zinc we, with the whole COVID thing you know people saw the importance of, of zinc for yeah, immunity uh, magnesium helps a lot sometimes people have like the restless leg syndrome. i have that yeah really that, that'll help really yeah the magnesium will man my wife she will love you because it's like she'll <laughs> like give me a shot in the ribs because I'm like doing the the running man in the bed and under the sheets. It's just like and it drives her nuts. It's a magnesium deficiency, is it? Yeah, yeah. See, she said that, and uh, you know, I heard of that, and she had mentioned it, and then I just found maybe it wasn't enough for the right one. It might have not been the right magnesium right. as well because there yeah. are different magnesiums. There's magnesiums that help you poop okay. <laughs> magnesiums to help with like brain function and stuff. yeah i think yeah, i was using bicyclinate okay yeah that's a, that's a good one too but um we use uh, uh i think it's the aspartate i think so you know you'll find you'll find it works really really awesome well. yeah i mean i just went to like you know the superstore pharmacy or whatever yeah. it wasn't any you know, or she might have come back with it. She's like, "Here, start taking this. I can't stand it." Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, you find it really good. I look forward to hearing your your. Yeah, I definitely. Now that you, especially with the restless leg thing, but I was gonna, I was looking forward to it anyway because it's been. Uh, it kind of comes and goes too. It's weird, so it must be like dietary. I might might have to keep a closer eye on that. Yeah. Awesome, and then we got uh, another thing that I had uh, th the carbon fiber. I had some issues with digestion at the end of like my called bodybuilding career or saga you know what it is trying to you know bulk up and like eat a certain amount of calories in a surplus eventually becomes a chore and like your body just starts saying like no like we don't want yeah, this one of the other things i find a lot of i'm a holistic nutritionist as well um one of the things that i find with a lot of people in bodybuilding is they eat the same stuff over and over again yep. especially the same proteins over and over again right chicken all the time all the time and it's really important to rotate your protein sources uh, for many reasons, but at the end, usually what happens is you de develop develop a little bit of an intolerance for for uh, for different proteins. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm personal experience with that. At one point, I was uh, intolerant to whey, eggs, chicken, all, all the main, all, all the main same. Ones. Yeah, all the main. Couldn't keep ones. it down. So you know, now I'm a lot of people who know me well kind of joke because they know I eat all these different kind of meats and stuff. Everything like elk and venison and a kangaroo and kangaroo know, yeah really is it good mix it up yeah it's good where do you get it yeah. i get it from open farms open farms so yeah, yeah they know them down yeah down there martok sway yeah. yeah 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 interesting kangaroo yeah. is a high protein it's, low it's lean. pretty good yeah it's it's good protein yeah it's very much like a lot of the other proteins as far as grams of protein and and fats and things um yeah it's it's good it's good to mix mix it up I can't get enough variety now. Like I, I almost made it a point like to like schedule. So I like know to make something different. Cause like I had that exact issue, like egg whites can't even do it today. Yeah. 
whole eggs only. Lots of people have problems with eggs. It's one of those things yeah. that you can develop an intolerance to it real quick. So I don't know what it was, careful. but just say too many. Yeah, yeah. Well, you say, you know, they say you're going to get sick of stuff. Like if you ate too much of it when you're young, I mean, that's it's like that's true. a telltale sign. You know, some people's, uh, you know, old school bodybuilders be like, you know, they have that can of tuna or whatever in front of you, and you're just like ready to rock. They're like, tough it up, man. Right. Got to get in you. It is. Do you want it bad enough? You want it bad enough? That's you'll, it. You'll eat it. Right. You know, but it's, it's your body saying, I can't. I'm going to reject this one yeah. way or another. It's getting rejected. Yeah. So yeah, you know, you can put it in me, but it's not going to work. Well, yeah. well, it's coming. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> anyway, uh, so where would you see like carbon fiber fitting in for somebody uh in their in their kind of day-to-day -day routine Most people don't get enough fiber in their diet we need like 30 to 40 grams um and uh it's kind of tough this day and age to get enough fiber in your diet we certainly most of us don't eat enough fruits and vegetables and things. Yeah, the worst yeah yeah. We also have another product called Athlete Superfood, actually, which has the concentration of six to eight um, fruits and vegetables in one single tiny little scoop, which makes it wow. really easy. And it tastes really good. And it's a stevia sweeten as well. So there's no sugar or anything in it, but it tastes awesome. And most greens are a little tough to. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to get a proper portion of like vitamins out of them, you got to eat a fair size. You do. You yeah. really do. And also, the fruits and vegetables these days aren't necessarily as good as the they best. were years ago mm. you know but um you know try to buy organic and all that sort of stuff the best best that you can um but yeah i mean gut health is critical it's something that i talk about in happyology um and the gut is really referred to as the the second brain um there's a and an, the enteric uh system that goes between your your stomach and your your brain is is critical to have that working properly they linked all kinds of diseases to uh poor gut own things that they thought were kind of more of a, a brain thing or now they're realizing it's more of a gut thing right. so um you know carb product like carbon fiber can help it's got two forms of of uh, fiber it's got psyllium husk and it's got inulin uh so it's really well-rounded and both have their strengths so that's that's why you put both in there yeah man i mean i definitely don't get enough fiber my buddy used to have the funniest excuse um, like we'd go out to eat and he'd specifically request like no vegetables, even though like he's paying for them. <laughs> and we'd be like, man, like, just like, just don't eat them. He's like, ah, nah, don't want them. He's like, you know, the cow that ate this steak was eating grass. That's good enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that the people that argue the carnivore diet would certainly, certainly argue that. But, um, well, I was curious kind of, um, that was kind of one of the topics or questions I had. Did you have any, like being in that industry like do you have any comments like i know like joe rogan and them they're hard, big into it <laughs> they seem to think it's the best and like you know guys like you know listen to jordan peterson he claims he got rid of a whole bunch of ailments i mean there's a million ways to do stuff but you kind of wonder what well extreme diets can help for extreme circumstances so uh, you mentioned jordan peterson he had he had a lot of allergies to a lot of foods almost seemingly any sort of carbohydrate he had a, an issue with and if it helps an individual there's no arguing whether or not it helps them they know themselves that it's a life changer so i would never tell someone not to try something i think as long as you but you have to do your research mm -hmm. that's the other thing i see so many people try and keep like ketogenic diets they simply yeah. have no idea they don't know what they're doing um they think they can eat bacon and fat all day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, exactly <laughs> i mean no matter what diet you choose 
or try, I mean, you should, you should always be going for the highest quality stuff. Highest quality. Um, I've always been a firm believer that all your, the majority of your, your income should go towards food. Well, that's not true. It depends how much money you're making, but a priority should be food. That, that that's where, you know, if it's a choice between a new pair of sneakers and like high quality meats, then high quality meats win all the time. Right. That was a rule at my house. Um, you know, dad always said, he's like, you know, you might not always have the best hockey gear or the best toys or, you know, whatever age we were at the time. But he's like, one thing I can guarantee you is the fridge will and freezer will always be full of food and you'll never have to ask to go in there. Nice. Um, so like that was always like a big, big, big point for us is like, you know, good food. Like my parents were like meat, potatoes, vegetable, like every, you know, meal every night, you know, it was always kind of centered around that. So very fortunate in that sense, but you know, also that rural kind of upbringing also had some you know not so nutritious stuff in there too but overall we were pretty well fed pretty well rounded like mom mom kind of kept the house and she did a, a great job at uh keeping us healthy we we're always playing hockey too so yeah that active activity level is really important yeah um yeah i was never really very active as a kid no i've always been um very like so low energy really? kind of person believe it or not and uh uh, part of it was nutrition. I wouldn't say my nutrition was the best growing up. No, we had a lot of TV dinners, and uh, I mean, we had that stuff chicken too. cutlets. I remember chicken cutlets being one of my favorite foods growing up. And then one day, it was probably from eating just too many of them. I was like, they disgusted me. I mean, and they're gross. They're just like some sort of pressed, processed chicken. I think that's breaded. Yeah, I don't know if you ever even heard of yeah. chicken cutlets, but yeah, they 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 all look the same, and uh, yeah, so. It wasn't the best, but you know, you learn over time. Yeah. Um, what, you know, and, and it became a passion in my, like I said, in my like teens is trying to build muscle and increase my performance and made, it made a huge difference. Of course. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that. Do you find like, I find like in my teens too, that was like a, all of a sudden a big focus. I just wanted to get jacked and go to the gym and, and be healthy and be fit. And is that something you've you've observed like it's kind of a trend for most like you know i think as you're like when you're a teenager and your testosterone levels start to go up um i think that has maybe something Some to influence. do with it you start um comparing yourself to other people a lot too mm -hmm. as a as a teenager especially uh, on social media yeah and some people never grow out of that right but um yeah especially today i can't imagine what it'd be like to be a teenager today i'm so grateful i'm not um but uh you know and then yeah, I, knew, I mean, for me, I, I don't know if it had to be being sure. I mean, both of us are pretty, yeah, pretty five, five, six, completely impaired, right? So I don't know if that had something to do with it. I don't know. I think I always wanted to do something that felt athletic, but sports never really, I was never really that good at sports. It was like in junior high, I played like B team kind of. They I remember back then they had like A team. That's right. what all the good players were. And right. the B team was kind of like for everybody else that just wanted to play and be included or whatever. Uh, yeah. So I was more of a B team guy. And uh, um, I, I think it, you know, I actually, I was thinking about this earlier um, about sports when I was a kid. And I think I put a lot of pressure on myself because I always had this fear of failure ingrained in me. That thing that I never was quite good enough. So... I think that made sports for me really difficult because I think I overthought things way too much. Like I would put, instead of being in the present moment in the game, I'd be thinking of all the 
possible outcomes outcomes of what could happen and it really uh, impaired the performance because you just way too up in your head you know the best best athletes are so present and they just it's almost as if things are just done out of pure muscle memory because right. it's just just everything's so fast and fluid and second nature where someone else who's thinking about all the different possibilities you know it gets in real trouble <laughs> yeah man and like uh absolutely i can f feel like jujitsu is kind of synonymous yeah, with that yeah. especially when you compare somebody that's just started versus like you know i'm a second degree purple belt and i've just recently found like when i'm doing jujitsu i'm just thinking about what i'm gonna do i'm not like thinking about the it's just like totally total focus yeah and like, you know, one thing for me, I remember being young and like my parents did a great job. Uh, I don't even remember having a choice getting into any of the sports I started. And I did everything like hockey. Next thing I was in skates, baseball. I was at the field, soccer, golf. They dropped me off for the day. Be like, we'll pick you up at dark. <laughs> nice. So like I was exposed to all this stuff and we had like, you know, not to dig at them, but like pretty high, you know, standard of performance. Like, yeah. you know. That was always like performance was already always pretty important, whether it was school or hockey, you know, they put us in a lot of stuff, but we always had to be like pretty good at everything. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of just got used to like, to your point, when you guys signed the national deal, you kind of just jumped right in and got after it. Like, I feel like that was kind of ingrained in, like it was cause I just got thrown into stuff. I was like, all right, we're doing this. Yeah. So it kind of just developed that, like, I'm ready to go kind of type thing. And I think it bodes quite well to, um, you know, my development since I, I joined jujitsu too. So, yeah, it's, um, and I think that's why I liked, um, but the bodybuilding and the working out is because I found that for that, I could be present because it was just me. Right. I didn't have to worry about you control the, outcome. yeah, I control. I didn't have to worry about other teammates or anything like that. External. It was just me. And it was probably my first kind of exposure to meditation too. Cause when you're, when you're doing an exercise, that requires all of your focus. You're not thinking about all the different things that are going on in your life. You're right there in that moment. And, uh, I think that's what I liked. I also liked the feeling of the, like a pump, you know, Absolutely. and looking different when I, you know, looking different from like when I went into the gym and then coming out and having that pump on and looking at myself without my shirt on going, right. Whoa, there's actually something Who is that? starting to happen. And those, <laughs> you know, beginner gains that you get in the first, uh, you know, six months of training. Now they're very exciting. They of course, are. Some continue, but right, <laughs> they're exciting. They peter out pretty quick. <laughs> pretty quick. <laughs> pretty right. quick. Yeah, you get a big bump, and then it kind of really levels off, and you got to fight tooth and nail for anything above that for for quite some time. I remember when I first, when I started, I was measuring everything, and I was measuring my arms, and I made a little graph, and I said, "Okay, if things continue." This way, within three years, I'm going to have the same size arms as Hulk Hogan, which I think they were like 21 or 22 inch arms, Amazing. supposedly. Right. Uh, right. From wrestling. And I, this, this is awesome. Like, this isn't going to take that. I can live with that three years. But uh, that that graph didn't, didn't, didn't hold up. No. Man. No. I think oh, 18, shoot. 17 and a half or so is probably the biggest. They got 17 and a half or maybe 18, which is pretty big for 5'5". Five, five, yeah. You know. So yeah, I was pretty square too for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I can't remember ever doing measurements or anything, but it was, I probably pretty close. To yeah. You're saying, a big guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've really went hard. Like anything I've, you know, same with you, I'm sure like anything you do, you kind of do 
150%. Well, especially if you get into you know, competition. Yeah. Right. That takes it to a whole nother level and gives the training a whole nother meaning. And, um, yeah, I really like that as well. I like to push myself. I, I never pushed, I never had the win sort of mentality. You know, I always wanted to do well, but I never put that pressure on myself that I had to win. I, early on, I realized, especially with bodybuilding, that it was really up, kind of up to the judges. And at the end of the day, as long as I felt confident on stage, knowing that I hadn't, I hadn't screwed up on my diet, I hadn't cheated, I hadn't, uh, you know, cut out on my cardio, I had always showed up and trained as hard as I could. That I was confident, I was happy with that presentation. And I never, I can't only, I can't really ever remember being disappointed with my placing, except for maybe my first show, because I came like fifth, and there was like maybe six people. And I came fifth, and every, like top three got a trophy, and the other guys got like a little plaque. I still have that plaque. Um, maybe, maybe it was a little disappointed. But other than that, I've always been pretty pleased with how things have gone and uh, always kind of got what I deserved, I feel, for the yeah. most part. Yeah, I mean, I'm a pretty competitive guy. I mean, there's no secret around that for sure. I mean, why I did bodybuilding, all the sports. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm often focused on just trying to be lately more so like the best that I can be. And if that nets out to the best at whatever it is, then awesome. But if it's still just the best I can do, and I know that I'm, you know, sincere and honest about, you know, my efforts and, you know, clients and, and the whole process, then, you know, yeah, I you think just got go. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, uh, administrator's best friend reward at nice. our, at our gala. Yeah. I Congratulations, mean, I thought. yeah, well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, those folks at the office, the, the, the girls, the admins, um, you know, they do, all the paperwork, uh, they push everything through. They make, like I said, the, the wheels of the bus go around. So, I mean, it's a no brainer to treat them with the utmost respect and kindness. I mean, they help us do our jobs. So, you know, and I'm a big believer in trying to treat people how you want to be treated. So that's how I try and treat everybody. Yeah. Well, it's nice to get a, a nod that you're, that you're doing, you know, don't, you don't need the awards, but it's, it's always nice to yeah. get a little recognition for total surprise. Yeah. Total, total surprise. So it was great. It was really, it felt really good to get. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people said some nice stuff. So, uh, it's like you say, it's, I, I don't really need a, a pat on the back all the time, but yeah. every once in a while, especially when it's not expected. So, yeah. well, it's nice. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. I don't want to, uh, forget about the kamikaze. I think that's the one that if you really need to get up and go, <laughs> maybe for my 6am jujitsu classes, yeah. I can take a little blast of that, skip yeah. the coffee or I'm keep, not, or keep the coffee. Well, I'm not a coffee. No, you probably want to skip the coffee. Right. Um, How I, I've never been a coffee drinker cause I do have a, a bit of a sensitive tummy to, to that sort of stuff, but I'm good with, uh, caffeine. Um, and I, use i do use it i take i usually do two doses of caffeine a day i do one first thing in the morning and I, I make a little drink with all kinds of different things in it and then uh usually around one or two in the afternoon that's when i'll i'll re-up so the kawakazi is fantastic for pre-workout but i also use it just as an energy type drink yeah um and it's very strong we put we put right on the on the front of the bottle there a warning like do not exceed half a scoop. Most pre workouts, yeah, half a scoop. Most pre workouts are are you know one to two scoops normally. If you if you take a full scoop of this, you're gonna get 500 milligrams of caffeine. Then you take two scoops, you're gonna get a full gram, and that's. I mean, 500 milligrams is way too much for most people. So, honestly, I do like quarter or half a scoop. 
that's what I do. And I, for me, that's just perfect. Cause there's also other stimulants in there. Um, there's, uh, um, also ingredients there to kind of just light your, light your brain up and help you think more. Clearly. Yeah. Sometimes I need a little help get yeah. that thing going, <laughs> firing, right. Nootropics. <laughs> and right. also there's a cool ingredient there, glycerol, um, which helps drive uh, water into your muscles. So you get like really nice pumps too. I did hear cool. glycerol. Yeah. Who did I hear that from? It's good for performance as well. Man, I think it was maybe Greg Doucette used to put that in some some different stuff. Back in the day, like early on, glycerol used to come in like a syrup. And maybe that's what Yeah, we used to used to use it sometimes. I mean, it was kind of one of those experimental things. I didn't really find it. I only did it for one show and I didn't really find it work well. But what it can do is it pulls water from uh, from your skin. Like yeah, it's pre-contest stuff. Yeah. yeah, so you could you can end up with much fuller uh, muscles yeah. on stage if done uh, correctly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's good, but that also helps with perform. If you have the more water inter, inter cellular fluid you have in your muscles, the bigger, the fuller they're going to appear. And also the performance goes up. It's one of the benefits of creatine as well. Right. Cause you keep all that hydration in the muscle. Obviously we need that to fuel ourselves as well as the oxygen. Yeah. That goes through the blood. So yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah. I know a guy at the gym, he might challenge you on the half scoop. <laughs> certainly it's not let him try need more right uh but yeah we we do just more people be careful if certainly for your first go yeah let's just try like a quarter or a half scoop yeah see how it goes maybe all that you need um and if you need a tiny bit more well you know it could be could it's either it means you just you're not as sensitive or it could possibly mean you need a little break from stimulants yeah. altogether desensitize yourself yeah. clean the receptors maybe yeah. i'm not sure exactly. if that's the right terminology 100 right okay yeah and, you know it usually only takes a few days it depends i usually if i find that i'm like the dose is getting a little higher well usually i'll just cut back a little bit and just realize i'm not going to feel quite as stimulated or, you know, the best is to just go off completely. But, you know, sometimes if you're used to uh, caffeine, cutting off completely, you can get like little bits of headaches and yeah. things like that and feel that little bit of withdrawal, which is a little uncomfortable. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just usually cut back a little bit and then maybe go a day or two with nothing. And then I'm right back to sensitive again. For Absolutely. me, it takes no time to clear it out. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes to say for like anything, like, you know, if you're if you drink a lot that tolerance is going to go up if you do whatever you know in excess or, or consistently i think it's going to you know eventually you're going to build a tolerance and you got to kind of you know cycle things in and out like you say like the meats and proteins and different things like you can get insensitive so yeah man that's awesome i really appreciate it. i'm looking forward to trying all these all these things cuz i'm a big coffee guy in the morning um but like you say i'm up for trying to change too <laughs> and uh Maybe it'll, maybe it'll get me to the gym a little quicker. I've been kind of dragging my behind there, getting there just before class. So uh, I've been kind of getting uh, ragged on a little bit for that. So I have to step it up. <laughs> Stay down. Um, another thing I want to talk to you about is your is your book, um, you know, Happyology, Eight Secrets to the Strategies for Success. Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about that. I mean, that's pretty pretty huge. Like, I remember I actually helped you out with a couple photos. Yeah. Uh, for people that don't know, yeah. like, you know, the reason I have all this stuff is mostly because uh, I used to do a little bit of photography, mostly around the fitness bodybuilding um, when my wife and I were into it. And, uh, you know, basically, so when we got out of that, we kind of kind of lost interest, become just more hobbyist, but had all this stuff and this idea come up and it's a great way to reconnect with some people. And, yeah. You know, that's it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, actually, you'll see the pictures that you took if you go to happyologybook.com. The pictures that, that you took are there, and it's in all of our like advertising sort Amazing. of materials That's and all cool, sort man. of that. So, yeah, I think I've been on a kind of a lifelong journey that you know makes sense of life, like a lot of us are. Right? You get to this, you get to a point where you you know ask yourself a question like is this what it's all about is this as good as it gets what's the what's the point sort of those kind of questions and and uh am i truly content with the way that i'm living my life or is it possibly a better way and um you know i was, i had some some depression and things sure. through through my life and you know some of it i think was learned and some of it was uh possibly you know nutrition based i also had colitis pretty bad um in my early 20s i was diagnosed with that and certainly that didn't help much okay um so you know it's kind of just like this inner journey so i i learned i learned a lot i mean it started kind of with nutrition and fixing all that kind of stuff and uh or making it better at least and then just just kind of like questioning questioning things and looking for answers and so happyology is basically just accumulation of the things that I found really helped me a lot. Cause I can honestly say now I'm like super happy for the most part. Yeah. I mean, you still have old belief systems and, um, and little patterns of thinking that can still, I, I should say, I, uh, still come in once in a while, but I now have the tools to deal with them when they, when they appear. Yeah, man, I think it's uh, important for everybody. I mean, you know, the guy you know from the bodybuilding days and the Chris today are, are two different people. Um, you know, we all grow. Um, and then same with me. I mean, we all go through our stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, we're going to get on the dog topic I'm shortly, but like, you know, lost a job, uh, had to start a new one. You know, dog got sick, dog passed away. So, you know, yeah, there's definitely been some low points and, you know, a lot of you know, especially when you kind of give almost nine years of your life to uh, a big company that you think maybe you got the chance of, you know, to retire with, or at least that's the kind of the song they sing you when you're young. It's like, if you work really hard, you'll always have a job. Yeah. But like, that's unfortunately not true because most times you're a number on a spreadsheet, especially if you're getting a salary. But like you say, if you're on commission, you're performing a little different. Um but yeah, I totally lost my training thought there. <laughs> that's okay. That happens. I mean, that's a that was, I'm sure, a really big turning point for your in your life. Yeah, we were probably asking a lot of those questions. Yeah, like you know, why this you know, like seems really unfair? Why is this kind of happening to me? What did I do wrong? You're probably blaming yourself for a lot of the stuff, and you know, a lot of us don't have the the answers right away. So we kind of have to search for them. Yeah. And so that's really what I hope this book does is gives some people some of the answers, and it's a really practical book and it's very short it's quite the text is quite big it's only it's like a hundred pages so it's really easy to read um and my goal with this book you know it, it it you know the business is is advanced genetics and a couple other businesses that i have this was more like a something that i felt was something i could give back to people like a passion uh, project. yeah I, I actually right now the book's free if you go to happyologybook.com you just pay for shipping and it's yours in heart. Yeah, I actually noticed that when yeah. I went on the website. Yeah. And I've already got feedback from, you know, I, like I said, my goal is if it helps one person, it's awesome. It was worth my investment. Um, and I've had multiple people say that it's, it's helped them quite a bit. So 
it's already paid itself back in in dividends as far as good karma and uh <laughs> making me feel good absolutely you know? so i'm really happy about that um but yeah it's super practical so it, it starts off you know talking about something as simple as, as you know cleaning your space right taking the chaos out of your 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 space and if if everything's kind of chaotic the whole you know if your whole house for example or your whole office is is a mess maybe just just concentrate on one spot you know the place where you spend the most time and then gradually you know clean up the other spots because it's, it's it's true that if you're if you're living in a chaotic environment it's gonna it's gonna be much harder for you to find a calm with from within absolutely and then we talk about nutrition a little bit and gut health which we kind of talked uh, talked about and some some examples on how to you know get that fixed up because you know if you're if you're sick um it's, I mean, you, you, all you have to do is think about a time when you were not well, maybe it's like food poisoning or something like that, like, I've been there. Like, which is one of the worst, Oh, <laughs> but imagine trying to like be happy to feel happy when you're, you're sick. And the problem is a lot of us are walking around sick all the time. We don't know. We don't even necessarily know it. Cause we just kind of accept the sick as normal. Like, yeah, cause we've been feeling the way we're feeling for so long. It's yeah. just almost like programmed that this is just how it should be. Right. And I, you know people around us are all sick and, and everything else. So, um, so it teaches you a little, it teaches people a little bit about that. Some of the things that you can, you can change almost immediately and, and try to, you know, increase your physical health, which is so critical because we're not, we're not separate. Our minds and bodies are not separate. It's all one, you know, unified thing. So we have to take care of it all. I feel like oftentimes people really kind of separate them out and kind of look at them as individual, but, uh, like you say, yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, something you have to have like a certain synergistic approach to like the mind and the body to get the, the you know, 150% you want out of life. I mean, I think it's, it's necessary. And I mean, I've made the stand for myself to, you know, always try and maintain a healthy, active lifestyle and uh, a physique that, you know, performs how I want it to. And, um, you know, I never want to be in a position, I mean, you know, you, everybody's got their things. You might have a, you know, an accident or, a or a, an issue that you can't control, but you know, as far as what I can control right now is, uh, definitely my health and my fitness and, uh, and my mind, which is, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can attest to, you know, the last couple of years kind of with the pandemic and all that uncertainty and, you know, people telling you what to do and all the rules and the regs and the fear. You know, it's great to have a resource like this because, you know, mental wellness uh, is a huge topic these days. And uh, we definitely don't have enough support around it. So, you know, to have something like this, that's a quick read. You know, and like you say, if you can help somebody, even one person, I mean, I'm sure that's really fulfilling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And have you seen, like, you know, uh, the book came out what date? Good, good question. I can't remember. I think it's been out for a year or two. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was in the works for a few years. Cause I, I don't know when you took those pictures. It was like, it was a while ago. ago. Yeah. A while ago. Cause I haven't done that in, I think five, I think it was five, five, five or six years ago, actually like wrote or five years ago. I wrote it, it took a couple of years to kind of get through all the, the publishing and everything. And, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I read, I actually just kind of reread it last night and there's not really much that I would change. Everything's pretty much the same, um, same stuff. Talk a bit, a little bit about meditation in there, which I think is, is so important. Well, it's so helpful, 
you know, and it's helpful on so many, so many levels, even, even, um, helping grow like gray matter, like your brain, your actual brain itself. It can, it can be beneficial. Yeah. It keeps it healthy. Um, um, but it lowers, you know, things like cortisol and stress levels and learning how to breathe. That's one of the, the cool things about meditation it teaches you how to breathe. So even just in your everyday, when you're walking around and you catch yourself with those short breaths, those stress breaths, which unfortunately right. I think, I feel like a lot of us live in that stress breath that very few of us take those deep, deep, deep breaths to calm ourselves down. Um, and it's funny because when you do sometimes, uh, I've, I've sat with people before and kind of coached them through a meditation session and watching them breathe almost for the first time. It's quite something. Yeah, absolutely. I did, uh, definitely did a big push for it. You know, I got to get back to it. Um, I started doing some meditation using, uh, Sam Harris's app. Okay. The waking up app. Are right. you familiar with I, I know Sam Harris. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's essentially just like an app and it's got a bunch of different guided meditations for like intro, medium, you know, whatever your level is, there's different styles. Um, I just found like, I just like, you know, I know I need it. And then some days I'm just like, oh, chore. And I'm just like, not nah, doing it. Um, but yeah, I found it was like really beneficial, um, just in the breathing aspect. And I also read or listened to the book. Uh, I think it's called breathe possibly, which is uh, all about the nose and how you're supposed to breathe through the nose is these two got, I wish I had a Jamie to look this stuff up. <laughs> you just asked the Google, <laughs> right? Like maybe, yeah. um, Hey Google, uh, who wrote the book breathe? James Nestor on the website, amazon.ca. They say James Nestor is an author and journalist who has written for Scientific American, Outside, The New York Times, The Atlantic, and more. His latest book, Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art, was an instant New York Times and London Sunday Times bestseller and will be translated into more than 35 languages. To find out more, look for the link in your Google Home or Hey, hey Google Scott. <laughs> but that, that's awesome. I love, I love the... Okay, I cancel it. Even though it scares me that she's probably always listening to me and signing off all my... Uh, Secret information. I still, I, I still, I still love it. And I have one in almost every room. I use it, man. It's like my assistant sitting next yeah. to my desk. I say, hey, get, no, I'm not, no, I got to say Google, but schedule a new event. Yeah. So like, I'd be like, hey, uh, schedule a podcast with Chris Johnson, um, you know, date, time, boom, done. Done. It's just like freeing. So like AI and stuff like for that, I found it's awesome, it's, but it's, it's scary it's, at the same time. Yeah. That's why it's down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were very fortunate. My wife and I went to Rishikesh in India, which is kind of like this, the center for yoga and spirituality in India. And India is a very spiritual country. Um, and we, we were able to, to um, take a, a course there. And a, part, a big part of it was meditation. So yeah. I think um, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. So we got to study with a uh, yogi every day and, uh, we learned all kinds of breathing techniques and things like that. And, uh, a little bit about Ayurvedic medicine and, uh, we did yoga practice as well. It's quite, yeah, it's quite an intensive couple of weeks. It sounds amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. 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 It's definitely something I'd like to do. Um, at some point in the nearer future is like some kind of retreat like that and really kind of kind of dive in peel back some layers and you know like you say we all got to kind of do some some searching and you know you know find that happiness and what makes us kind of fulfilled and um you know i think that's what we're all looking for is just i think some people are 
scared to get out there, or, you know, well, dig in. You know, I think a lot of people, it's that kind of um, expectation there or desire to be perfect at something. And I think people try meditation. They feel like they fail at it, but there's, there's no failing at meditation. It's, it, it, you don't have to like clear your mind or, or, tr or travel, you know, to different places or anything like that. It's just the, it's just the practice of slowing things down and trying to create a pause between thought and emotion. I think that's also one of the biggest benefits of, of meditation is you're really getting to learn how to see your thoughts because a lot of us, you know, we have these conversations in our brains and we sometimes get lo completely lost in them. And we're like, you know, thinking about past or we're worried about future kind of stuff. And we, yeah, I get stuck back here a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually one of the, that, that is, um, yeah, you have to, I mean, we can talk about it and find it. Like, if you want to talk about, we can talk about where you get stuck in the past. Um, yeah. Where do you get stuck in the past? What do you find? Uh, you know, just like, um, you know, not to divulge too, too much, but like just, you know, past transgressions that maybe you could have handled a bit better yeah. or, you know, stuff that just like maybe doesn't quite shake out your way or like, you know, lost my job. Why me? You know, you know, dog got cancer, died. It's like, you know, why did that happen? You know, that just, yeah. I just had that happen. This happens <clears throat> like, you know, so you're just like, you know, could I did anything different? Could I have like avoided it? Could I have like, I'm a big, like, could I have fixed it? You know, so, sometimes yes, maybe sometimes no. So I could, I could tell you what worked for me and is to know, is to take some solace in the fact that at the time you did the best you could do. And although you know more now and, you know, you wish that you knew then what you know now, that's, it's impossible. You didn't, you did, you did the very best that you can. It's also a great way to forgive other people too, mm. is to realize they did the best that they could at the time. It didn't, you just let it go. Yeah, but definitely got a tough time with that too. <laughs> they let stuff go. Yeah, I mean, I can. It's just like, you know, sometimes you just get like rubbed the wrong way and it just like kind of sits there for a while. And you you're know, really going to kind of, you know, that's a great perspective is to understand that um, we all did the best we could at the time. We all did the best you could. And then, and then, you know, from some of the hardest things that we go through, there's always a lesson there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to be grateful for the lesson is also really important to getting over things and let being able to let things go. I mean, there's people that have done things to you in your life that are almost unforgivable. Yeah. But if you can find it in your heart to realize that, you know, they might have known what they were doing or they might have had it done to themselves or or whatever and finding some compassion for that individual and realizing that, yeah, it happened, but you know what, I came out a stronger person. Or I can choose to come out a stronger person. I can look for the lessons in it. I can always so identify myself as a victim if I want, but the stay, identify as a victim is it's kind of makes you stick there. Right. And you live it over and over again. You're just a victim every single time you think about it. And it's it's not it's not a comfortable place to be. No one wants to feel that way. So instead of instead of that, kind of looking at the the positives, and if you can even find it in yourself to be grateful for it, to be grateful for that horrific or unfair incident because I come out now I, I learned something learned something powerful that I can maybe even share with other people and make their lives better yeah that's a I mean that's an amazing perspective to have on that um and I'm definitely going to be thinking about that a lot more that's a great perspective wow um
yeah, maybe we segue into like the next thing as talking sure. about how many things you're into. Uh, obviously, you mentioned the dog. That was kind of a, yeah. you know, my boy yeah. Thor. He was our first, uh, our first pup. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, born June 26th, 2015. And he passed away uh, June 7th, 2021. So he kind of come in the world in June and he left. Yeah. Um, and he was like our, our pride joy. And Caitlin had a giant, he was a giant schnauzer. My wife had one. There was a rescue um, raven. Um, she had him early on in our relationship when we just first started dating. And he, poor guy got into some yarn and then ended up getting it anyway. They did everything they could. They went to PI. And I mean, they love, you know, love that dog just as much as we love ours. And it's just unfortunate didn't didn't make it but uh huge dog people um i also got my loki loki bear he's a wire-haired pointer griffon uh i got pet names lulu bear thorosaurus <laughs> you know thor had like a huge head like yeah. he was a big giant schnauzer so i just always like he always had that head i was just like called him thorosaurus so that was his it was his pet name um but yeah we got loki um we always had to get um, non-shedding hypoallergenic dogs because my wife's uh, allergic to f the regular fur. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Loki's my, my hunting dog. Uh, so training was always very much a high priority because if I'm going to be hunting with a dog, there's obviously some huge risk. Safety um, was definitely a huge priority for, for him because um, I'm the one with the firearm. And also, you know, depending on the type of hunting, um, you know, you could have a partner, you know, rabbit pheasant uh, duck you know hopefully Peter doesn't listen to this but <laughs> but uh, yeah so I mean I really hammered like uh, the training the the general obedience and for you know I'm sure you can chat to it but I found especially in a hunting dog even if you could nail that down you'd have like a pretty successful companion up there in the woods with you that's, yeah that's pretty advanced stuff mm -hmm. yeah I have a uh, hunting dog I mean some dogs have it in them to be to naturally kind of um, go towards that sort of yeah. uh, training. It's kind of in their DNA yeah. more than other dogs. Yeah, labs, retrievers. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Loki's a pointer, so yeah. he'll like naturally point. Yeah. Even as a puppy, he'd like come across this ear and he'd be stuck there for a minute. <laughs> All right, man, like, I sold scent. Like, yeah. let's go. Yeah, but it's the relationship, that relationship that you build through the, the training that's yeah. so important. And it's what creates that strong bond. Yeah. As well, you yeah. know, I have a few a few principles that I believe in. One is uh, the importance of exercise. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, your People wife don't. is out walking your dogs right now, and that's so important. An hour, an hour and a half a day, you have to be able to commit to that. And I think it's so important that before you can get a dog, you have to be honest with yourself and say, "Can I? Will I walk the dog <laughs> an hour, an hour and a half a day?" Because if you can't. I mean, it's just putting him out in the backyard and thinking that him running no. around is enough. It's not enough. And it, it leads to a lot of behavioral issues because they have all these, this pent up energy. It's in their DNA to walk. They, yeah. You know, in the, in the wild, they can be walking and hunting for up to like 10 hours at a time. So they're, you know, they, they want to move. I mean, humans are not that much different in that we also need to move. And yeah. we talked about exercise, the importance of exercise, and um, we really need it. So. It is a wonderful excuse to get out. I personally was not a walker. My wife's a walker. She loves to walk. She'll get up in the morning. She'll walk. She, um, uh, I find walking really boring, especially walking the same route. All I just can't get, but now that I have a dog that 
enjoyment that she gets from from walking is makes walking a joy. I look forward to it every day, and it's great exercise for me. If I didn't weight train or do anything else, at least if I was walking, that'd be like an hour of exercise a day for me. I mean, it's a great a great excuse, and a great excuse to get in nature too. Hundred percent. My best part of my day is I'll come, I'll go train six a.m. I'll maybe shoot the shit with the guys and gals at the club for a bit. I'll get home, get my walking pants on for this time of year. And literally my insulated pants, like um, snow, have really special pants. They don't yeah. do anything except keep me warm. But, yeah. uh, yeah. And I walk the Barrett lumber property in Beaver bank. Um, it's like three kilometers to the first lake and back. Right. And it's just all off leash gated. And, um, talking about meditation like just like walking and watching them just romp around from the logging road to in the forest to out of the forest to chasing each other it's just like a i don't know it's just like a very calming thing to start the day with and uh so i start my day every day with a, a walk to the lake i get back do my coffee get in here and um you know to your point like giant schnauzer wired pointer griffon they're all work dogs if you leave these guys in the house yeah. Like they're just going to go bonkers. Yeah. The wonderful thing about dogs as well, that whole peacefulness that you get when you're, you're out there, you're in nature, but also just observing them be present. And that's why I find one of the most powerful lessons that we can learn from our animals. I think it's one of the things that we love so much about them is how in the moment they are. And there's a whole chapter on, on, on the power of the power of being in the present moment and, and trying to really cultivate that and be in the present moment as much as possible. Um, you know, dogs just do it naturally. Yeah. And all animals, actually all animals, you know, as far as we know, are, are very much, that's all they do is live in the, in the present moment. You know, dogs are quite advanced in their, their throat processes. And I do believe that they do have a sense of the past and things like that, but they don't, they don't sit in that. They no. never see, you never see them, you know, sitting there like thinking about, Oh, uh, you know, I wonder, I wonder if we're going to go for a walk today or not. They're just they're just there and they're like, they're just ready. And, and all, if you just see it in their eyes, they're just always present. Oh man. Like I can't, yeah. <laughs> they're present in everything. I open the fridge, Lewis heads in there. <laughs> right. Hey, anything for me? I touch my coat. It's like time to go for a walk. No. Okay. We'll lay back down. It's just like, they're on, they're like ready to, you want to rock and roll? We'll go. You want Netflix and chill? Okay. We're fine. But as long as we got enough exercise. Exactly. But, so yeah, exercise is, is one of the most important things. The next thing I, I, f I feel like is, um, is giving, um, proper leadership to you, yeah. making sure that they know that you are that I, I, that's what the whole alpha dog thing is. Um, some people misinterpret it as a, as a like strict physical discipline thing, which it's absolutely not. It's more of an energy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, because I find that if your animal knows that they are protected, that they're going to be fed, that, you know, when they go on walks with you, that they're safe, um, they get less misbehaving. When a dog feels that they need to lead you, that's when you get the problems. That's when you get some, a little bit more aggressiveness and, and things like yeah. that, um, more reactiveness and stuff. So, I mean, there's lots of little things that you can do to kind of present yourself as a more of a pack leader and uh you know it's important that everyone in the family if you're someone with kids that everyone is kind of like pack leaders and it's and it's you know we have this we have this problem with the words submissive and and dominance because we think of them as aggressive things right right but it, it's not for a dog it's uh 
it's a wonderful thing to, to, to have all that stress off them so they can just do, you know, they can, uh, exercise and play and eat and rest. And, and then you take all that responsibility off them. It's actually a wonderful, a wonderful thing. And you do it in a loving way. It's never a, it's never a physical. I know there's some trainers that use physical force, um, to, to like dominate their dog physically. And, uh, I don't think that's necessary at all. I think it's, it's actually not necessary at all. I think when you get physical with an animal or if you get physical with your children, if you get physical with your, your spouse, that's actually shows a loss of control. Mm -hmm. I think your dog sees that as like, this guy's fucking out of control. Like, yeah. <laughs> like one day he's like pat yeah. my head. One day he's like, he, you know, smacking me in the face. Right. It doesn't make sense. So it's very confusing and that's going to cause an unbalanced dog as well. So, you know, it's, it's very loving, lots of positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement is one of the best ways to, you know, train a dog for sure, if not the, the best way. So it's a combination of energy and, uh, and, um, um, positive reinforcement. And then the third component to what I believe in is, is real proper, uh, nutrition and water and which includes water, clean water. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's so critical. We talked about gut health with, with humans. This is also just as important for, for dogs, you know, dogs having issues and things. It shouldn't, I mean, it's going to happen, but it shouldn't be as prevalent right. as it is. You know, yeah. your, your story is not alone. There's lots of, lots of dogs and it also causes misbehavior too. If the gut is, is upset, then just like humans, if you're feeling kind of shitty, you're, you're not going to be awesome. You're not going to be awesome. Yeah, as awesome be as you. You could be, yeah, exactly. right? And uh, and so those are my uh, three basic principles that I, you know, develop alpha dog around. Yeah, man, I think that's uh, super reasonable and a great approach. Um, you know, just to speak from a little bit of like uh, experience in like you know having to kind of rehabilitate a dog per se. Uh, so Lucifer, our new giant schnauzer that we rescued. Uh, unfortunately, uh, was kind of flagged by us, by our, our breeder. We got Thor from, she had a friend, she's out West. Uh, she had a friend in Ontario called her and was like, Hey, just got this family, dropped this dog off. And they're like, we're done. He was like one, just going to turn one, something like that. And, um, he'd, like our guy had just like three months, I think it was like that he'd been gone. And she like the breeder reached out to me and was like, Hey, do you think like you and Caitlin could like give this dog a home and i was like Whew. it's hard you're still grieving right yeah but then i was just like man i, I can't bear to think that this dog doesn't mm -hmm. have a person to love him and like we have obviously the ability and he's a non-shedding high blood he's a giant schnauzer and anyway i thought it'd be like a whole thing i mentioned to my wife and was like yeah <laughs> go to bathurst she's meet me there you stay home, take care of Loki. I'll be back in like a couple of days. She took a friend when next thing he was here, but we have no idea how they treated him. He's, he's still like more like Thor would have ran through that wall. He was not scared of anything. And like, they're like, they're work dogs, watch dogs primarily. And like in Europe, they're uh, police dogs. I mean, not to paint them with a bad brush. They're, he was a great guy, but like his house was his, like, he'd let you know that, you know, he was here. Yeah. Um, Lou, he's more timid, and I don't know. Like he was always like, I don't know if he was scared of us right away, but there was a lot of uh, building his our trust with him and confidence. And a lot of time, see, and he's very food motivated. 
very like I've never seen anything. most dogs are. I mean, you can get you you can use that positive reinforcement with affection or treats or a combination of the two. Yes, both. I find the high vast majority like the treats and affection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou's like a ve- he's like a Velcro dog, but man, if you get between like his bowl, like we had to even get a slow feed bowl because he was just like trying to like inhale it like a vacuum. So I don't like, you know, and it's hard to say because you're not going to reach out to the family that dropped it because they were, I think, a little confused. They thought maybe they're going to drop the dog off to the breeder and they were going to like help it with some training because like, I don't know, there was a weird backstory. I was just like, wasn't really interested too much in hearing about it, but because uh, I was like, well, he's our dog now. So, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, so whatever, whatever they think. But uh, yeah, there's a big part of like gaining his trust building his confidence and like you know he wouldn't even do stairs like with yeah. the stairs at the, in the house here wow he come he wouldn't come up he wouldn't come in the they stayed in a hotel the first night so yeah absolutely i'd be uh maybe on a one-off i know we're getting a little long but um i'd be interested to hear about some tips and tricks do you have any yeah. like you know maybe since we're we're here already like the, the food part do you find like there's a way around that or is that like some dogs are just like really that's just hard wired in to, to like to eat all at once you mean or to like just devour it or um a little bit of that and like you know it took a lot of work we're getting there but like taking his bowl from him while he's engaged uh, he'll eating, oh he probably won't let you okay yeah yeah there there are ways to 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 do that everything um yeah that's that's something you definitely don't want you should be able to put your hand right into your dog's dish while they're mm-hmm. eating and have no problems whatsoever so there are some some things that you can you can do um you can uh well i'd have to really <laughs> i'd have to kind of get the energy off the dog first to see mm. what might what might work i mean you can try um you could try like slowly uh what you can try one thing that i've seen work is to to actually hold the dog's food bowl while he's eating while he's eating interesting and to actually and what you do is is to stop him from eating is you don't actually pull the food away but you lift the food up oh out of his out of his face and um but you, you know he's a big dog so you gotta be careful and you're gonna yeah. really see yeah you know i'd like to meet him and see what kind of see, see how aggressive he's a good boy yeah yeah but I it's mean, just like the food portion is you, when you, you kind bonded of, with him more now like how long have you had him we've had him for like yeah so he just turned two in september so we and we got him so just over you know we've had him like a year and a half we'll yeah say. yeah that's that's cool so you, you do have a bond and it's you need yeah definitely we need to do something because yeah that's not a good that's yeah. not a good thing because that guy can also be like if he has a toy or something and other dogs are around he might get be the same way with those those dogs this yeah is, this is mine and so he's got to learn how to share yeah <laughs> yeah i could say that about a little bit everybody out there but uh yeah man he's definitely a work in progress and i'm not anyone to i'd never give it i don't even care if he bit me like i, I know, never give him up like i know it breaks not any wood and i don't want like people that are watching he's a good boy so if you see yeah. him you can pet him yeah. but uh yeah, it was just like food. I don't know if they didn't feed him enough. If they like, I don't know. It's just hard to say. We it's didn't hard, know the first yeah. year of his life. Yeah. That's huge when he's a puppy to a eighty pound giant schnauzer. The, the you know? cool thing is about dogs is that um, it's not that it doesn't matter what happened before, but dogs can always be trained out of 
what happened before. Because they're all they 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 um they um, with with positive reinforcement and things like that they can they can have habits that they've had for ten years and they can be trained out of it sometimes in a matter of days depending on on what it is they're not like humans who dwell we, we just fucking hang on to oh, ideologies or we hang on to so pain. tight yeah you know we're not really willing to let, to let go because we get caught in our head so much we're we're dogs with the proper sort of leadership. They, they are able to let go. It's quite amazing, actually. Yeah, well, not to get back on that note, but like, you know, Thor lasted uh, the better part of uh, six, seven months on three legs. Yeah, see? Yeah, exactly. Like four, I mean, man, <laughs> when we got the bill, clean bill of health, the first time he went back to the vet that he had like no cancer visible, the vet was like, I was like, how much can we walk him? They're like, walk him as much as he wants. So we're like, oh, we'll do, uh, we went and did this hike. What was the, it was up in the Eastern shore. Uh, drawing a blank, the Taylor Head Provincial Park. Okay. It was like a 4K loop. Guy did it, no problem. And he wanted to, like, we didn't force him. Like, he wanted to go. Like, he was always, like, he was ready. You could tell, man, like, he just adapted. And it was, like, in a matter of a day between, like, when we brought him for the vet, like, and obviously we had like mattresses in the living room floor. We like slept in the living room floor with him because we didn't want to like make him uncomfortable on the bed. And one day Caitlin went to the washroom and like she'd leave the door ajar so she could listen. And he like, he was like, no, I need to go wherever mom is. And he just got up and he was like, I'm going. And he went. So it was just like, it was amazing to see. It was, you know, it was all kinds of things, but like the, he, he didn't care. He wasn't like, ah, frig my leg. What did you do? Yeah. And now I identify myself as a three-legged dog and now I'm unable to do what other dogs do. Right. Now I'm like, now I'm a victim because I lost my leg and everyone should feel sorry for me. And that's, this is really important actually they bring it up because you guys did the right thing. You guys just treated him like a regular dog. You oh, said, we're going yeah. for a walk, going for a walk, you know? And, um, because that's the only time that dogs do, you know, get weird is if, the the pet parents are being weird mm. like you're like oh you poor thing like yeah and you're just like it's like what the fuck i guess something's wrong with me right like, i don't think i can't one they might not even know it's their legs they might just be like i don't know what's going on right. but i'm broken somehow or, right oh my god they can so, tell it's out of the they door. can tell they, they're really good with energy i mean they can smell you know they smell fear they smell can smell sickness they feel excited if you're excited they'll get excited it's one of the things i posted a, just a little video about a, how to greet dogs for the I first time it. yeah one of the most important things is controlling your energy because if you if you go in there all excited yeah, fired up you you know you don't know what that excitement is going to be interpreted as in the, in the dog you know maybe they're an excited dog and they're just like happy and stuff and they'll just be like oh that's fine but if they're nervous at all and they see that excitement they can easily interpret that as something else and um yeah that that's one of the things that we really try to to, to teach is that is the energy that you present yourself with and the cool thing about when you're like have this calm calm confidence energy is it really goes over to all the other aspects of your life because everybody responds really well to good calm confidence mm -hmm. versus you know a kind of like kind of wacky kind yeah. of energy or, or unbalanced energy or or, or whatever so it, it's a great it's a great lesson to practice. It's a great thing to practice with your dog. And then you'll find, I know it find it with myself is just carries over into all other aspects of our life. You know, as human beings, we also are, are attracted to energies. We feel energies like, like 
dogs do. I mean, I think they're a little more sensitive Absolutely. than we are, but we still, we still feel them. You can walk into a room and feel the energy of the room as soon as you, you walk Immediately. in, you know? So, and dogs feel that maybe, I don't want to put a number on, I was going to say tenfold, but I can't really, yeah. I can't really newer, you know, quantify that. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know, they can definitely have yeah. a higher tune, in tune yeah, sensitivity to it. smell, because we, we release uh, pheromones and things right. depending on our can't see that or level. sense that. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly not like certainly not like that. Yeah, maybe a lot of ours is like subconsciously maybe yeah. more than like being aware of it. Yeah, yeah, crazy man. Absolutely. Well, um, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Sure. Um, you know, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, really appreciate you sharing with me. You know what you've been doing. Uh, you know, because when we first met, we was like bodybuilding, and it was the advanced genetics AG army. I remember. And next thing now, you got you, you know you did a book. You're still a personal trainer. Uh, you're a dog trainer. You got all these awesome projects on the go, and uh, you know seem to be doing them all for the the exact right reasons. So uh, I really appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing that with us. Uh, so for those that are uh, watching, you know where can they find you uh, online? Do you want to kind of plug that? Yeah, in? sure. So uh, for the supplements, you can go to agarmy.com. Probably be able to find them at your local uh, supplement store as well. Um, for the Happy Allergy book, pick up a free copy, just shipping. It's happyallergybook.com. Um, I have another website called GaiaFitness.net where I have um, some training options and nutrition programs and the sort of, that sort of stuff available. Um, the, my personal Instagram is ChrisJohnson underscore IFBB Pro. Um, the website, it's not up yet for the the dog training but it's it's be the alpha dog.com and that's the same as the instagram handle is also be the alpha dog um and you can find advanced genetics on instagram advanced genetics i think it is or ag army i think it's advanced genetics i think it's advanced genetics. It. <laughs> you can find it i'm yeah. easy to find absolutely yeah because yeah, you've got all your profiles on your main one too so yeah, yeah. Yeah, and please reach out if you have any questions about anything. I'm happy to answer them to you with, for you, whether it's you know nutrition, whether it's the happyology stuff or dogs. Well, I also love it. Yeah, well, I love hearing about it. Um, I thank you for that. I'll be interested to follow along and hopefully probably pick up a few dog tips. And uh, I'd love to have you on again when you got some uh, some new stuff to tell us about. I'm sure you'll have something else by the time we we connect back <laughs> in. So, uh, hopefully your wife's home soon with the ducks. I, I think so. I think, yeah, she should be pretty close. So I only told her an hour and we're a little bit over. Okay. So yeah, hopefully we get uh, that opportunity. So thanks again. We're going to wrap it up here. Have a great day, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I can't take no loss. Yeah.